The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to 1 Corinthians 13, we look now to that excellent way that Paul mentions in chapter 12, verse 31. First, a word of prayer, and then we'll begin with chapter 13, verse number 1. Father, I come now in Jesus' name, thanking you for the time now to preach your word and the time before your people. I ask for your grace and power to rest upon my life and use me as an instrument in your hand to be a blessing to those who listen today. Thank you for Jesus Christ, our Savior, your dear Son, and it is in His name, that name which is above every name, I ask my prayer. Amen and amen. 1 Corinthians 13, verse number 1. Though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, and have not charity, I am become a sounding brass or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy, and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains and have not charity, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, And though I give my body to be burned, and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. Charity suffereth long, and is kind. Charity envieth not. Charity vaunteth not itself, is not puffed up. Doth not behave itself unseemly, seeketh not her own, is not easily provoked, thinketh no evil. Rejoiceth not in iniquity, but rejoiceth in the truth. Beareth all things, believeth all things, hopeth all things, endureth all things. Charity 
never faileth. But whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. For we know in part, and we prophesy in part. But when that which is perfect is come, then that which is in part shall be done away. When I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. For now we see through a glass darkly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, but then shall I know even as also I am known. And now abideth faith, hope, charity, these three. But the greatest of these is charity. Let me remind you that this chapter, 1 Corinthians 13, called by many the love chapter, or that great treatise on charity, it falls in between 1 Corinthians 12 and 14 as Paul deals with spiritual gifts. We have the tools or the gifts laid out before us in chapter 12, and then we have those gifts at work in the body in chapter 14, and one author commented that he had read, 1 Corinthians 13 is that divine smithy, or the shop of the blacksmith, where the tools in chapter 12 are heated red hot and tempered and made ready for the work in chapter 14. We must have the spirit of love, of charity in our lives. So let's begin today going down through the chapter, and the Lord will keep us here as He will. And I trust this study will be a blessing to you as we go verse by verse. So now the excellent way. Chapter 13, verses 1 through 13. Having looked already at the early way, chapter 12, waiting to get to the expedient way, chapter 14, we focus on now that more excellent way of Christian charity. Here is a majestic exposition of God's love and the life He wants to live out and love out through you and through me who are believers and followers of the Lord Jesus Christ. You could reference Romans 5, 5 and how the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. In the first three verses, I see love and how it adorns. This is love and its absolute necessity. In verses 4 through 7, I see love and how it acts, or love and its activity. And then in verses 8 through 13, I see love and how it abides, or love and its permanency. Back to verse 1, though I speak with the tongues of men and of angels and have not charity, I am become as sounding brass or a tinkling symbol. We see love and how it adorns. Charity, 
Love is fundamental to the Christian life. We use the word adorn here according to its definition, which means to set off to advantage. Paul begins this exposition and he shows forth the great advantage of love. Without it, without charity, without love, all of the abilities and activities in the world prove to be worthless and useless and amount to nothing. Love must adorn the Christian whenever, wherever, and with whomever he finds himself to be. Without love, we will prove to be unfit servants of God, who is love. So love must adorn the minister. It surpasses what the Corinthians believed to be the greatest of abilities. Paul mentions in verse 1, which we've already read, tongues and the minister. Though I speak, Paul is pointing to himself and he cries out, I could speak with the tongues of men and of angels. But if I did not have charity, he said, I'm a sounding brass. I'm a tinkling cymbal. I'm nothing more than a noise, than a banging, clanging, empty noise would I be apart from love. But then there is truth and the minister. Paul says, though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, Paul said, though I could give you all of those present revelations dealing with things that were previously hidden and now coming to light in the New Testament time under New Testament truth. I could understand all mysteries, having the gift of prophecy, understand all knowledge. If I have not love, he said, I am nothing. But then triumph and the minister. Though I have all faith, so that I could remove mountains. If I have not charity, I am nothing. Love then is greater than tongues. Love then is greater than prophecy. Love then is greater than knowledge. Love then is greater than faith. Love must adorn the minister. But verse 3, love must adorn the martyr. It surpasses what Christians believe to be the greatest of acts. You go down through the, the annals of church history and you think with me, who do we hold high in our regard and respect? And I believe we should, but the martyrs. Yes, the messengers. Yes, the missionaries. Yes, the preachers. But the martyrs who gave their lives, who gave their all for the Savior. But Paul would say, and though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned and have not charity, it profiteth me nothing. The one who gives his life in service to God and others, and the one who gives his life in sacrifice to God and others, is nothing apart from charity. Love and how it adorns. It must adorn the minister. It must adorn the martyr. Brethren, it must adorn me. It must adorn you. It must adorn the member. 
of the local church. Paul is writing to the Corinthian believers. He is writing to emphasize the necessity of love in their lives. Oh, how they should desire the best gifts. Oh, how much more they should follow this excellent way. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.